0: Welcome to Stumbling Through Work, where educators figure shit out. I'm your host, Jerick Huff, and I'm here to explore and share the complexities of our work and to let you know you are not alone. Before we start, though, please follow this podcast and share episodes with others. You can find me on my website, www.jerickhuff.com, where you can find links to my social media and where I share information and tips for educators. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Hey team, the other day I was talking to a colleague of mine and we were talking about working on our business. We were actually talking about getting ready for summer and everything that entails. And as we were talking, I was thinking, hmm, we on the podcast talk a lot about working in your business, working in your school. But we don't talk a lot about working on your school, working on your business. So I want to say to all the directors that you have to work both on and in your schools simultaneously. And I know those almost sound the same, but there's a big difference. So when you're working in your school, this is when you're wearing multiple hats. This is when you are HR. This is when you are an educational leader. This is when you are um, having conversation with parents. This is when you are planning um, fun activities and um, talking with your families when they come in and resolving problems and everything that you have to do throughout the day, being the spokesperson for your school. And that is when you're working in your school. That's when you're working in the business. But when you're actually working on your school, this is when you're looking at the holistic picture you're looking at the business. A lot of directors fail. Honestly, to me, this is what makes a true director is when you can work on your business. Everybody wants to, we all do this because this is what we do, we're educators. We wanna be with our families, we wanna be with the children, we wanna model all day and all those things are great and we have to do those. Those are necessities. But at the end of the day, we are running a business. And a business does not run off of just mentoring teachers all damn day. It does not. You have to be cognizant and aware of your business consistently. And that's going to require a lot. It's in a way another hat, but it's a separate hat. So this is when you're working on your business. Now, when you're looking at your business, when you're working, when you're looking at your school, what are you looking at and what are you looking for? If you don't know, I'm going to help you, obviously. First off, you need some form of a tool. And I always use two tools, one or two, depending on the situation. And that's either going to be a p and or an RNL. So first, we're going to talk about an RNL. And your RNL consists of revenue and labor. And I've seen some schools that only use this for the directors. Where you're focusing on the controllables of your school. Now your controllables are the things that you can control. Hence the word controllables. So you can control things like your revenue. Um, you do control your revenue because it's about the amount of kids you have enrolled. It means the more kids that you have enrolled if your FTE is higher, meaning that you will make more money or the amount of coupons or discounts that you're giving out, all of those are controllable. Then you have the cost of employee salaries, so how much you're paying teachers and um, how many hours they're working. So this is when you're looking at your amount of labor hours along with the amount of labor dollars that you're spending each day, each week, each month. You can control that. That's the basis that's like the the pure bottom of an RNL. Now I have seen some RNLs, and I like to use RNLs with my team where I also add in food cost um, because to me that is a controllable something that we can control to see how much food we're using, how much food we're wasting. Um, if you start noticing like, hey, we're spending more money in food or something, you always want to kind of add that in there. Then um, I also like to add curriculum supplies, seeing if we're wasting supplies, uh, teacher appreciation, office supplies, you know, somebody going home with the stapler, never quite know. Um, these are all things that you can control. So I use these in my r as well. But like I said, everyone doesn't. Some people just use a basic revenue and labor only aspect in it. Now let's move forward to a P&L. And your P&L is your profit and loss. And this is everything that comes in and out of your school. So your profit and loss, your P&L means it's the rooter to the tutor. It's freaking everything. It is, it takes account for every penny that enters and exits. So this is your controllables and your fixed income. So, sorry, not income, your controllables and your fixed Um Meaning like your building rent would be, you would see that on your P&L. You would see your water bill, your gas bill, um, any money that may go out for licensing, for backgrounds, um, your insurance, toys, like every single thing that you can have in a building where money goes out, but also every single penny that comes in. So if you have any subsidies that you may work with or food program where you're getting money in as well that is what actually constitute a true PNL so you can see every single thing. All businesses and all schools don't use a PL with their directors. That's why that one you either use it, you should be either using a PNL or an RNL. Either way you need some kind of tool. And this is how you work on your business. This you you have to have one of these tools to be successful. Hopefully you have a budget or goals that you should be reviewing each month. I actually did a training um a couple of weeks ago. Um it was about funding funding your childcare business something like that. And one of the questions that was asked was how often do you review your P&L? And it amazed me at how many people did not like review it consistently. I was like, "Wow," cuz I look at my P&L about every month. I mean, I'm usually a month behind because it does take some time to get all the bills in. But it amazes me that a lot of people don't know what's financially going on with their schools. And I'm looking at my RNL daily, like trying to keep track, making sure that we're going to, not going to go over our budget. And hopefully um, everyone has a budget or a goal that they should have each month. So let's say that you want to say, I'm not going to spend more than $200 on curriculum supplies this month. So you have that as a budget, and then you would look at your r or PL for sure and say, oh, okay, great. I only spent $182.52. Um, that was a very specific number. Um, you would look at it, and that's how you would compare to make sure that you're on track and that you are making financially sound decisions and choices as a business, um, not just the part where we always want to be with the kids. We still got to run a full efficient business. Now, you are like I said, you're gonna compare that budget against your actual numbers, but you cannot run a successful business without one of these. It is impossible if you're just throwing luck in the air and just like, "Oh, we made it, we made it this month we we didn't. You are not gonna be successful, and if you're working for someone, more than likely they are going to get rid of you because you don't know what you're making and when you don't know more than likely you're spending more than what you should so that's just advice from from my experience to you but there is just no way at all you can work on your business or school without knowing these goals it is impossible. If you have more questions about a PL or an RNL always reach out to me because it can be a little confusing in the beginning, but it is such a helpful tool to see how you're going to be on track with your business, with your school, making sure that it is profitable, making sure that it is actually making money and you're able to pay your bills. So that's always a good thing. On the other side of that, remember, you still have to work in your business. So you still have to be all of those other hats too. So people don't realize being a director can be exhausting at times. so. But on that note, we'll be right back. We all want our schools or programs to be the best. And although every school is different, all successful programs have the same fundamentals. Best practices for high-quality preschool, after-school, and enrichment programs by Jarek Huff share standards to foster a high-quality program. These tips will help you put your best service forward, focusing on your children, families, and communities. Best practices for high quality preschool, after school, and enrichment programs by Jared Huff is available on Amazon and Amazon Kindle. Welcome back. Delegating is hard as shit. This is a task that I'm still learning how to do today. It is hard. It is just difficult to do. And it's because educational leaders, true leaders, try to be superhuman. They try to do everything themselves, and it is just impossible to do. It is. I mean, I could give you the textbook speech of, you know, It would be great if you learn to empower your staff to make best practices, decisions, to build confidence in their abilities. Yes, that is so true. Because it's so true, I actually wrote it in my book, Best Practices for Center Program and Activity Directors that you can get off Amazon. But actually doing it is <laughs> actually doing it is hard to do. Because we tend to be so tied to our schools and every single detail, everything we want to be our way. And I'm a big believer in saying you know five plus five is ten eight plus two plus ten is ten nine plus one is ten three plus seven is ten i don't really care how you get to ten as long as you get to ten my way of five plus five is different than your way of eight plus two as long as you get there i understand that i live by that saying anyone that knows me knows that i say that all the time but in the inside, I really want you to do 5 plus 5 because I do 5 plus 5 and it makes sense to me. But I know everybody is different. Everyone has their way of doing things. The same way that when before I was a director, before I was this superb <laughs> a leader, I remember saying to myself, well, the way that they do things is different than mine, but it doesn't matter as long as I get to the sum. And yes, I do believe that. But I'm so hands-on, and I've, I've had so many experiences. I've done so many things. I've learned so much. I just want to share that information. I want to share that knowledge. And that makes me very... It It, it stops me from delegating sometimes. But we have to do it. And I understand why delegating is hard I mean I really do if you really look at it, it is because honestly it's easier to do it ourselves than to teach someone else to do it because when you teach someone else to do it you have to make sure you clearly explain the task objectives and how you would like to see things and then you have to follow up and then you're working with people so the time frame may not be the same and then as a director you have so many other hats you're wearing that you can't consistently monitor the way that you want to and it just becomes a hassle and then if someone doesn't do it right then you end up having to redo it to show them and you just could have cut all that bullshit out if you just would have did it right yourself the first time i get it but that doesn't make it right it doesn't you have to be able to decipher and give out information to people so that you're not doing it all yourselves you have to be able to balance that that delegation Because if you do it too much, your staff will think that you're just trying to just get out of work. Um, I've actually had a director once where she was delegating. She delegated so much of her job to her assistant director that I actually ended up getting rid of her and her assistant director already knew how to do a lot of the director job because she was already doing it. So don't be in that situation where you're training your replacement because it happens. But... You know, when people feel like um, they're being asked to do tasks that, how can I say this? You don't want to just delegate the the dirty jobs, all the tasks that you necessarily don't want to do. All the things that feel like you're getting in the gutter because the people that you're giving it out to is just going to get pissed at you. You still got to do your fair share of the things that you don't want to do. But learning to delegate just allows you to hone in on your people skills allows you to build a team Um, it actually helps create a high performing school because everybody is contributing you can't do everything yourself like you have to delegate it is uncomfortable at times yes you will have to slow down but you have to do it it is a necessity I love sharing information with educators and program administrators. I have had so many successes, but also so many failures in my education tenure. I want leaders to know what not to do, but better than that, what to do. So, I decided to write a helpful guide, Best Practices for Center, Program, and Activity Directors. It's short and to the point. It's a compass to guide education leaders. These best practices will give you a foundation to lead your school, program, or organization. You can find best practices for center, program, and activity directors by Jerry Cuff on Amazon or Amazon Kindle. My blog post this week, I actually called Look at the Whole Picture. And I call it this because true directors have to be able to look at the whole picture and not just a piece of it. True directors are able to look at problems from multiple angles to make decisions and not just one-sided. But there are so many pieces to the puzzle, you have to be able to kind of look at it that way. So I kind of talk about how how effective directors approach analyzing complex situations um and this means how they're able to reflect and utilize their experiences to help give a to help give better clarity uh on complex problems it's something that you only learn through experience and you'll have the knowledge which will lead you to the wisdom To be able to look at the holistic picture. So check that out on www.jarrickhuff.com and let me know what you think about it. This is all that I have for you this week. So I want you all to work on your business this week. I specifically use the word multiple times business because I want you all to realize that your school is a business. And it has to function as a business at the end of the day. So with that mindset, work on your business. And the only way that you can work on your business is you have to step out of working in it, delegate like we just talked about, and then you should be successful. Other than that, I will talk to you all next week. That's it for today. If you like this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating, review and subscribe to the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website, which is in the show notes, to contact me. And I hope you have a great rest of your week and speak to you all soon.